So welcome along to our upgraded New Year podcast. Where is this going? Where, Where is, is this going, guys? Well, we, if you've ever had this happen to you on a flight, which has never happened to me, I have to say, but you get upgraded sometimes, and we've been uh, we've been elevated to a new level. The podcast doesn't have to be. Do you in get a two better parts class of anymore. meal. And, and you do. Uh, yeah. Is it is a young lady going to come in with a, a smorgasbord any minute? Any now minute now. Right. Absolutely any minute now. Either that or the editor is going to burst. Yeah. In. Oh dear. Possibly yeah. one of those two things. He but won't be carrying a smorgasbord. No. Your podcast comes all in one part now. You don't have to look for the second half. We're um, we're recording this all in one go. So don't go looking for half two and we'll try and keep the lid on this because we're we're limitless now. We can just we could keep going till Saturday if we wanted to. But let's not <laughs> that do that. Be, let's not do that. We should also say that Richard is away. Richard's working away, he's got another project on the go, hasn't he's, he? He's um the Torbay Sports Awards are quite big. Yep. events in the bay and he, he puts a huge amount of effort and time into that and he's out and about interviewing and videoing he's, and, he's uh, shooting video at the moment yeah he? he is yeah. he's a man man of all trades and you've not been well over christmas oh I don't, i'm not courage I'm not, beyond I'm not, the call i'm of not duty, recoiling no. here but you no, know well, I, I, I wouldn't blame you no. if you were but uh, no um uh, uh, Nailsworth last Sunday um, cold, stretched the old <laughs> stretched the old system to the limits. I'm afraid, didn't but, it? Uh, I think I'm battling through out you're, the other side. You're allowed a cough now and then I think during I, the course of the podcast. I think it might be almost inevitable. So, what we should do first of all, we will talk about the two uh, the two holiday games. We'll talk about the game at Playmore. We'll talk about the game at Nailsworth, which was memorable for for so many reasons that we'll go into. But there's been a lot of movement today on the player front. The headline grabber is Nathan Blissett has completed his move to Argyle. Yes, finally done. Um, I understand he had uh, a medical, the the main part of his medical yesterday, um, uh, when he was due to sign, when it was discovered actually that uh, uh, he needed a a second part of a medical, um, which I think Plymouth assumed had been done in previous moves and hadn't been. Yeah. Um, uh, so he had to go back this morning and and have that done, um, and he duly passed that as well. And uh, he's now signed for Plymouth Argyle. I don't think I haven't seen the length of contract up yet, no. but um, he signed for surprise, surprise, an undisclosed, uh, undisclosed fee. 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 A lot of players move for that particular fee these days. They, don't they? do. Uh, Argyle obviously saying that this is under EF. EFL English Football League regulation so obviously all the league yeah. clubs have got together and said look we don't want anybody knowing how much we're paying That's or receiving ludicrous. for players therefore every transfer now is undisclosed well that is you know. ludicrous well it's, it? it's 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 maybe it's just the world we're in nobody wants anybody to know anything anymore no. do they so old muggins like us have to do our best to have a dig around and use a few contacts and see if we can we'll get to the find out yet. and and so we we've you know the Herald Express this week had a Hopefully, had a fairly accurate. We don't we don't carry these amounts without being reasonably sure. Obviously, we don't see the black and white of the on the no. paper, but uh, the print on the paper. But uh, we, it we, looks it looks in the region of fifteen thousand yeah. down, maybe a little bit more. I'm not quite sure. And there are a couple of clauses on appearances, and I understand one on uh, in the event. And let's hope they do Argyle winning promotion yeah. at the end of this season. Well, this is a good move, isn't it? This is, I mean, it's a good move for Nathan Blissett. It, hopefully, it's a good move for Argyle, and there's some money coming in at Talk United. Yeah, I mean, it ticks every box, doesn't it? it I think it does. Uh, when you think that, that Blissett was, a, on by his own admission, was was seriously considering giving up the game again a year, a year yeah. ago at Bristol Rovers, he'd had a bad time there. Um, he wasn't, you know, his heart, he said, didn't wasn't mm. really in it, and he knew Kevin Nicholson. Kevin Nicholson brought him in from Bristol Rovers when he was at quite a low ebb. 
um, came down here and in many yeah. ways the move to Torquay completely re-kick-started yeah. his career he's got eight goals in 16 games helped to keep United in the National League and he could well um, end up playing as a centre forward in League One next year well isn't that football for that, you yeah. um, uh, and uh, so somebody United got on a complete free transfer ok let's say they get 20 25000 pounds mm-hmm. for it I mean you know, good. happy days It's uh, uh, and now obviously the question on everyone's lips is what, what happens next what happens yeah. next one thing has happened yeah which is Sean Harrod coming, coming back from Wrexham. Um, Pleased to see that. Well, I am actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I know for quite a few supporters, um, you know, Harrod scored what three goals in fifteen games last season. Um, uh, if you're looking at it strictly from a statistical yeah. point of view, but I think he brought a, lo- a lot more to the team than that. Um, Do you see him as, as much as an enabler as a goal exactly? Scorer? And I think he yeah. he sees himself yeah. a little bit of that. But for me, the difference this season is that when he came to United last season, he came from Worcester City, a part-time club. He'd been in and out of the team uh, with injuries, and he had not had a a real good pre-season and and a good first half of last season in terms of fitness and availability. And he he came to United, and I think I I noticed, and he sort of confirmed to me since, that he wasn't quite on full in, in mm. overdrive yeah. and there were times when he just looked a yard short and he's, he said that again in an interview today that, that he felt as if he was playing catch up here yeah. from the moment he arrived last season he still had some, some good games funnily enough with United playing Boreham Wood on Saturday uh, the, the, the great escape revival started really in February yeah. with a 1-0 win at Boreham Wood and we don't have to listen to that every home game now, do we? Uh, no. no. Sorry, you just, I just went cold then for a minute. Yes, quite. And Harrod uh, was, was fantastic in that match. Uh, he, he worked so hard yeah. that afternoon. Uh, that was the game where United had more supporters in the match than, than, than the home team had. Um, uh, holding the ball up, um, uh, getting his, shall we say, backside into defenders. He worked tremendously well. Blissett scored the goal that day and United won 1-0. But I thought as the season, as, as that second half of that season went on, Harrod got better and better as the season came on, as his fitness improved. Now, he's come from Wrexham. He's had a pre-season and uh, six months at Wrexham, scored four goals in 16-odd League and Cup games. Yeah. Um, Six-month contract there. It's come to an end. I understand that there's a possibility of him staying at Wrexham, but he's decided to come back to Torquay, to Kevin Nicholson, with, to whom he's quite close. and. Yeah. and you know, I think the respect is mutual, and he's come back to United. I think he looks, you know, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, if the Welsh FA get there, uh, yeah, because uh, I noticed uh, the story that we've got online now says it's waiting on international well, clearance. Every isn't that great? Uh, yeah, well, exactly, <laughs> but, but but isn't you would have thought, wouldn't you, that moves from Welsh FA clubs to English clubs would be so common now that playing it would in the same be, league? Yeah, yeah, but no, you have to go through all the rigmarole, and I'll bet someone at the Welsh FA bless them, and it probably it's the same at the English FA hasn't quite finished their New Year holidays or something like that so they have to wait for that clearance to yeah. come through before hopefully he can play against Boreham Wood um, but he looks fit um, and, and I think he must be fitter uh, yeah. and sharper now than he was when he came to United 12 months ago and I'm looking forward to seeing um, you know what he can what, what he can bring to the team I think as well just to, to sort of round him off it, it, is that uh, um, uh, Kevin Nicholson has been, you know, making this point recently that that experience is a quality which he hasn't been able really no. to add to he, the squad. He did say that, that with the games that we've played over 
the festive period being in front it's where the experience comes in is to keep that lead isn't it and, and we didn't do it no uh, did on Boxing Day, or didn't? Well, no, didn't do it on Boxing yeah. Day, and then got it, got it back again. Yeah, and didn't do it on New Year's Day, and and I think um, you know, uh, uh, Harrod uh, brings that. He also brings a much much older head in the dressing room. He he was influential during the time he was with us last year in that respect, mm -hmm. and the players respect him. He's a nice guy. He says his piece, but doesn't rant and rave. Um, and I think that's that all yeah. of those. Are, all of those are pluses. Much will depend, of course, on who plays up alongside him, which brings us quite neatly, almost as if we rehearsed it, to the fact that Jamie Reed's loan has been extended. Yes, uh, uh, Jamie Reed has obviously he's been sort of in and out of the yeah. team a, li a little bit. He's played played more. He started more often than not. Um, he was uh, outstanding coming on as a sub exactly, on Boxing Day. Wasn't that's he? right. Uh, he put a huge shift in. I think you'll agree at Forest Green oh, on, yeah. on, on yeah. New Year's Day up front. Um, and uh, but I think we all know he's no lone striker, is he? Really, uh, um, he, he, he'll he'll do that sort of job for you, especially away from home. But yeah, um, uh, th th it's interesting that the player that everybody's gone a bit quiet on at the moment is Brett Williams, who hasn't been in the team no. at all recently, or coming only coming on as a sub. Uh, and of course, there's bound to be some speculation about his future in the in the January window. He, he came on at Forest Green, he did. didn't he? And he didn't really get into the game for no, one reason or another. No. He didn't really get we'll, to we'll, get up we'll, to pace. We'll perhaps touch on one of those little moments later yeah. on. But um, uh, no, so you know, Reed. I think I think he's happy here. He's a talky lad. Uh, I think obviously at, at, at City, Kevin Nicholson has talked talked it over with with Paul Tisdale. I don't think Paul City are going quite well. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Paul Tisdale, I don't can't see Jamie Reed getting straight back into his team or you know that no. close. So I think, you know, yep, carry on at Torquay. Jamie's happy here, and um, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Kiefer Moore, what of Kiefer Moore? Well, um, uh, uh, for me, the best sign is that Kevin Nicholson is pretty tight-lipped on that subject. Um, uh, 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 I'm sure he would like to bring him back. Yeah. Um, but I think we are in that territory at the moment where although uh, Blissett's move to Plymouth does free up some money, both in wages and uh, yeah. uh, in a bit of a transfer fee, um, you know, Kiefer Moore is going to take a few bob to bring him back. He'll here. take a bit of prizing away from that. That's right. Life, and, and Gaming International would have to be you know, pretty busy in that respect. Uh, we'll get on to that in a minute as well because... Um, their takeover still has to be ratified by the Na National League, another uh, uh, National League board, who probably are still They'll be, sorting yeah. themselves out over yeah. after New Year. Um, uh, so that that's at one. I'm sure Kevin would like to bring him back, um, uh, uh, and that's that's a no. Yeah. That, that would hardly be a, a shock, would it? Um, in many ways, the fact the way it went for him in the two games over. Christmas and New Year, of course, when he was back at Forest Green and playing against United. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, put it like this: he hasn't hurt the, the, no, the he, issue because if he'd he gone had back, a pretty and, torrid couple of games, really. Yes, I mean, I yeah. thought he did okay. Actually, I, th I thought he, he 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 threw himself around like he mm -hmm. like he always does. He worked quite hard. I think there's two factors. One is that that, that, that um, he was a bit unlucky not to score in in both games. The second is is that. From what I can make out, Forrest Green and their manager, Mark Cooper, are playing a brand of football that doesn't suit him. Um, we'll come to that in a minute uh, as well. That's and, another and, thing. And I was baffled by that. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and United, by contrast, are playing a brand of football that absolutely yeah. suits him. Um, I'm not saying that Forrest Green don't play with width. They do, and, and it hurt us on, on, in mm. both matches at times. 
But you put David Fitzpatrick on the right-hand side, and we'll come to him in a minute, and Dan Sparks on the left, and see them get crosses in. Uh, I'm not surprised that Kiefer Moore's eyes don't light up. (laughs) And uh, because, you know, he will... He will fit, he will feed on that yeah. on that sort of he'll service. Fit into I'm not that. saying every, everyone no. will go in, um, no. and the odd one he'll miss. But and he um, he would enjoy playing alongside a play. He may have, has he ever played alongside Sean Harrods? Mm, probably not. But he would so, enjoy no. playing alongside a player who can hold the ball up. Yes, and, and gives him, that put him in. The yeah. thing about Harrod is 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 he 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 may not be as quick as he quite once was during his days at Burton Albion, but. He's got this ability to drop short and hold the ball. Yeah. And so you've got one coming short, one going in behind. Moore is reasonably quick for a big bloke, especially if he anticipates that he's yeah. right. And I can see that working. And, and you throw J- Jamie Reed into yeah. the mix yeah. as well. Um, no, I'm sure Nicholson would like to bring him back. But, you know, I think let's that's... Let's wait and see. Let's yeah. wait and see. I, the, the, the whole point about him not scoring over Christmas New Year was I think if he'd gone back and carried on, I mean, he did score once, but if he'd gone back and carried on exactly like he had for Torquay, I think um, there would be a queue of yeah. League Two and League One clubs looking and, um, and United might be out of the, out of the game. OK, let's talk about one or two other players. David Pipe. There's a lot of talk about David Pipe this week. He's not coming, as far as we know. A bit know. frustrating there. Yeah. I think uh, that deal was... Welsh was, international right-back. Yes, exactly, yes. Um, uh, that deal was definitely on. Uh, I think there had been agreement virtually reached between David Pipe and Kevin Nicholson to come to Torquay. Experienced right-back, stroke right midfield player. Um, also falling into the category of more experience that um, uh, Kevin Nicholson had been talking about uh, played at very good level both in the league uh, and of course he, he has an international cap to his credit uh, and worked his way out through the, the whole yeah, of the Welsh yeah. setup. Um, but he lives in Newport he's played for Newport and I understand that um, uh, 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 the, the Ambers are back in for him yeah. and, um, and I so that, th- I that's think, a no brainer really I isn't think it, it looks yeah. a little bit like a no brainer a yeah, shame yeah. but um, yeah, good player, then. you have to move on and three lone players that we're all hoping that we can hang on to for a little bit longer. Fitzpatrick, uh, Fitzpatrick. Is, is he's okay for Saturday. He's, his loan doesn't run out until after Saturday's game against Boreham Wood, so yeah. he's okay. But Nicholson is definitely hoping to extend that loan from AFC Wimbledon. Of course, Fitzpatrick's got to look at it. Right, I've done quite well. He's gone into a few notebooks, I think. Yeah. The question he has to ask himself is, am I going to go back to Wimbledon and get in there first team? That's a conversation yeah. he has to have with Neil Ardley, the Wimbledon manager. If Neil Ardley's saying, mm, uh, well, you might be better off carrying on at Torquay, then it's a no-brainer for him to stay at Torquay. Stay at Torquay. Apart from anything else, even if his contract at Wimbledon is up in the summer, which I understand it is, then he's in the shop window in Torquay. Uh, and if yeah. he carries on playing... Well, like you, you said last Torquay. week that he's, he's got better and better since he arrived in the team. And yeah. he, he, on that windy wet day at um, Forest Green on Sunday I've rarely seen a, a right winger play better for us well not for a long time no and of course he played well in the home game as well yeah. and and, and uh, so you know he, he's got a little conversation to have with Neil Ardley and I think about it and then I think that will be sorted yeah. next week one way or another we all hope he stays Joe Ward um, Joe Ward similar mm-hmm. um, he's um, got to have a chat at West Brom um, I think he's obviously. Do you remember Andre Wright, who was on loan yeah. from West Brom yeah. here last season? He was in a very similar boat in many ways, different positions, but uh, to Ward. Uh, contract coming up at the Hawthorns, uh, contract ending coming up at Hawthorns. Should he stay down here? Should he go back and try and 
get a, earn himself a contract there. Um, uh, his loan is already up, so so yeah. a decision has to be made, and we're not quite sure how, where that one will go. I think you and I both like him, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And and in some ways, he, after what looked like a very bright start, he hasn't really got as many quite as many games no. as I'm sure he was hoping. But um, we thought he'd get a run in the first team, but it hasn't really worked out. No, for, for him, one reason it? or another. Um, and uh, Paul Rooney. And Paul Rooney as well. Yes, the young lad. Well, I think we both. Our hearts went out to him on uh, on New Year's Day at, uh, at Forest Green. Here he is, a 19-year-old centre half, um, uh, playing at right back. Yeah. Um, against uh, against a terrific left winger. Well, and we'll come on to. Him I mean, he had well. he, he, he had his hands full for most yeah. of the game anyway, and then just as just as happened at Playmore. Anyway, we'll, we'll get on to that in a minute. He had Elliot Freer to contend with. Yeah. But he's a gutsy lad, isn't he? He, he went on that tremendous run upfield in the yeah. second half, which is. Which, which Kevin Nicholson, sort of, I think, was standing on the touchline saying, where on earth is he going? <laughs> but, but, you know, far from being bowed by yeah. uh, the very difficult afternoon he was having uh, in, in defence, he goes on this tremendous run upfield, 60, 70 yards, and uh, just when we were all hoping that he would either find the final pass to put someone through and finish off this great run, he ended up in a bit of an alleyway, didn't he? And it lost didn't, it. Didn't quite. And come a couple off, of seconds later, he was ending up <laughs> yeah. having to defend for his life. And I, you know, this is this is a big step up for him. He's never played senior football at this level before. Um, he's learning with every game. Um, and uh, that's another deal that has to be sorted yeah. out. I think he's going to have a chat with is, Neil Harris at Millwall. Is his loan up? Or is his, loan is up. his loan yes, is up. Yes, I, I didn't yeah. think it was, but I've, I've been yeah. sort of checking with them today. And, and so the so phone, phone's going to be pretty busy over oh, the next day and a half. You're telling me. And, and um, uh, also, uh, um, you know, I don't think that the squad is that big. I think, you know, Kevin Nicholson yeah. and Will Hancock were both on the bench on, were, uh, yes. on, on Sunday at Forest Green. And so the numbers are, are uh, starting lean, to tighten yeah. a bit. Absolutely yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. But there's some. You, you were saying there's some indication there may be some better news on a couple of our long-term injuries. Well, players. I think this is this is almost the most surprising news of the week. It won't, it's not. It's not a huge shock because uh, anybody who was at the uh, Christmas and New Year games would have seen Damon Lathrop um, certainly on both occasions. And I think Luke Young had a little run around on Boxing Day. Mm -hmm. So somebody told me I didn't see him myself. But Kevin Nicholson reported today that. Luke Young and Damon Lathrop could both be back, he said, by the end of this month. Now, that would be sensational if they were both it back by the be. end of this month. Yeah. Um, Lathrop's been out after some groin surgery and Luke Young uh, not having an op on a, on a new knee problem. He went uh, off at Tranmere, didn't he? He went off that's right. through the game at Tranmere. They've both been doing light training, uh, no real contact stuff, but they've been kicking a ball. And now, if they are back... By let's even let's say the first second week in February, that is huge. What a bonus! That the huge lift, and it also, of course, is very significant for Nicholson uh, about on 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 how he who he goes for in the January yeah. window. Because if, if, if he's, he's got, got him come, those two yeah. coming back, then he probably doesn't have to bust a gut to get another midfield player in. So that's uh, that'll be a mega plus if those two uh, are back and up and running by let's say even early February, let alone the end of this month. Okay, thank you for uh, joining us here on the podcast. I was just going to say, if you're waiting for half-time, half-time isn't coming. We're, we've been upgraded. It's a longer podcast, so we're, we're just going to carry on. You've been with us for 20 minutes already. Thank you very much. And uh, we've got a few more things to say. <laughs>
But you, sorry, I interrupted you. No, no. I, I was, I was going to mention. We, we, we really ought to to mention about uh, Giancarlo Gallifuoco. Yes. Uh, um, who's who's out with a, a knee problem at the moment. Um, uh, I think the initial look at the first scan was that oh, no problem, he'll be back in you know another week or two. Um, I think the specialist then said uh, called United back this week and said I've had another look at the the scan, um, spotted a bit of a problem here, and it looks as if. GG yeah. is going to be out for about a month, um, oh dear. which yeah. which which is a problem yeah. because he was filling in a, a spot at right back, which of course is why young Rooney had to go from centre half to right back. So that remains a, a, a real issue yeah. uh, for United at the moment, um, especially if Nicholson can't get anyone else in before the weekend, yeah. which is why he's trying so hard to do it. Uh, but uh, I think that completes the sort of the. It does uh, we we have to talk about the? Front. I know it's water under the bridge now, but those two unbelievable games over the festive period. We've kind of dealt with the Boxing Day game, yeah. But in case anybody missed the score on Sunday, it was Forest Green Rovers five, Torquay United five. I've never seen a five-all draw. No, and, in, and neither has Torquay United ever seen a five-all draw. They've never been involved in one before in their long history. Extraordinary game. There's so many things, so many talking points there. We were talking about uh, strikers earlier on. Of our nine goals in those two games, only one came from a striker, didn't yeah. it? Which, which was the first one, which Blitzed was the Yeah, yeah. I um, think when you know, I arrived and you know, you 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 made the same trip, and and I, I arrived and was expecting to hear that Blissett wasn't going to play, mm. and you know, it it was duly confirmed, and you couldn't help thinking, could you? Uh, um, United already got three points from Boxing Day when I think most of us would have probably taken maybe a point from the two games that thought that we were doing okay. Yeah. And then you contemplated going into the away game against a team that's smarting badly um, with no Blissett up front uh, and a team that was starting with, with all due respect to the two of them, Jamie Reid and Sam Chaney as our two most further forward attacking yeah. players. And you think, well... If we keep this tight, we might drag them into a yeah. bit of a scrap here. Every, everybody and in that away end was thinking the same thing. And then yeah. they score after four minutes. Yeah. And you couldn't help think. I, I certainly thought this could be this could be a long old afternoon. Five all. Um, what a game! It was it yeah. was it, sensational, wasn't it? And and as as I managed to sort of mention in the paper this week, Mark Mark Cooper turned to Kevin Nicholson at the final whistle and shook him by the hand and he said, Well you and I might have probably been sitting in the stand here this afternoon for all the influence we had. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin it was Keystone Cops at times, wasn't it, it? It was a little bit, but I I, I think Kevin Nicholson would mentioned a couple of interesting things today at his press conference. He he was saying that the dynamics and the tension of of, of the whole game sort of took over. You had each team, uh, uh, Forest Green, sorry, certainly kept having everything to lose and nothing to lose, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah. you know that they 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 are up there to be shot at, aren't they? Um, uh, they certainly three nil down at Plainmore, three all and lose four three, one nil up at home, two yeah. one down, three you know etc. I mean, and and they were twice, of course, two goals in arrear in the second half on on. Um, on Sunday, um, so that dictated that they just had to throw the kitchen sink at it, no matter what. Yeah, um, I do think that as as very solidly as quite a few other players, and we'll concentrate on the United team uh, um, first. That as, as solidly as people like Courtney Richards and a man Verma played in midfield, 
I thought for all the nine goals, I didn't think McGinty and Garen Ben Goering did that badly at centre back. Um, uh, Brendan Morris picked the ball out of his own net eight times over the two games. All right, there was a couple of things that he would probably have wanted back, but not much more, and he, he played okay in many respects. Did you respects. think it was a foul for the last goal? I'm, I was standing yeah. right next to it, but I can't honestly say that I saw anything that made me leap I've up seen them given, yeah. Um, but I, I think if Brendan was sitting here with, it, with us now, he would say, well, yeah, I, I got a nudge, etc., etc., but I should have. You know, and I think, I think so. uh, you know, he, yeah. he would probably say, "Now I should have punched it," as he actually did a couple of minutes later yeah. on, on on another similar issue. Made one great save, and they hit the bar. In well, the last yeah, minute as well, there you go. But I think the key to both games, yeah, on both sides, were the wingers. Yeah, um, uh, 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 Forest Green played with two wing backs, Charlie Cooper and Dan Wis Wishart at Plainmore. At, at home they went back they dropped Cooper and they went back to Dale Bennett on the right and Wishart on the left and yeah. then Elliot Freer for the now, last half an hour United, I don't understand why well but, there you go you know, we, Mark Cooper's no mug Mark no. Cooper's a man he's been around a long time there are a couple of things that Forrest Green do that I just don't understand one is not starting with Elliot Freer yeah. and as soon as they brought him on in both games in both games yeah. he started giving Paul Rooney changed the game for them yeah, a, yeah. A, a hard time yeah. no no criticism of Rooney there not at Freer all. is a seriously good player yeah. but they play this short tippy tappy football out the back they don't put their foot through it no. and that just invited Torquay on and led to the first two goals good Good tactics from Nico and, and Torquay because uh, I they were straight on that. Yes, and funny enough, I, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Kevin Nicholson, but uh, I don't think tactics had very little. <laughs> I thought had very little to do with both matches. I yeah. think both matches very quickly slipped beyond the control, if there ever was one, of both managers, and the players just take over. I think United found themselves one nil down quite early on in that second game. I think they uh, uh, managed to pull themselves together. They, they, the one thing they did really well all afternoon was break Forest Green up in midfield and put their back four under pressure when they had the ball. They kept forcing yeah. them, Reed and, and Cheney kept forcing them to play across and play across. And that's because, although Cooper wants them to play out from the back, which they try and do, don't they, yeah. endlessly, sooner or later there's a reason why players are in the conference. Yeah. It's because you put them under enough pressure and they start making yeah. they start making mistakes and United broke an attack up in midfield Verma did very well and I think Jamie Reid as well it went back to Richards put yeah. Fitzpatrick away crosses on the money one all yeah. that's just what Forrest Green they must have looked how on earth has that happened yeah. you know and then to cap it all a couple of minutes later Exactly, exactly the same, the thing, same happens. thing happens, yeah. and and I think that United taking the lead from being in a position where we're all going, oh my God, one nil down, this could be a long old day. They're two one up, yeah. Uh, and all afternoon, Fitzpatrick on the right and Sparks on the left, uh, and the same thing at Plainmore, they gave Forest Green more problems than they could yeah. handle, uh, and that was the key to United getting a result in both matches. Uh, it should have won them the game up there. Uh, uh, but on and and all afternoon as well, Dale Bennett on the right for Forest Green, and then as we've said, Elliot Freer, Elliot yeah. Freer on the left, um, caused United all sorts of problems as well. Great entertainment though. Once again, um, we had well, our money. Think, we had our money's worth over Christmas. When you think that year, I, you we? know it was desperate, wasn't it? The way United conceded the the, the two the two late goals yeah. and. and 
I don't think it was down to tactics or anything like that. I think it was just down to individual you know, moments where I'm sure the people involved say, should have done better there, should have, shouldn't, shouldn't, should have. Um, but after the equaliser, um, Elliot Fear missed a great chance when he was virtually yeah, through yeah. with thinking of it. Brendan Moore made a fantastic save from, from Mullings to save in the match. Christian George hits the bar. And right at the other end, Brett Williams, the United Suburbs we were mentioning before, on a free kick, I think by Fitzpatrick, into the box. I don't think he realised he was free, he was clear. He, he ended up trying to sort of hook a, f- a foot out at it when I yeah. thought he should have probably tried to head it. And he was in for the winner. And that was all in stoppage time. Yeah. That was all in six minutes of stoppage time, let alone the, the rest of the match, which had already finished up 5 all. Extraordinary. Absolutely incredible. Off the pitch, David. Uh, Gaming International, uh, there's a lot of talk today. We've got a story on the website at the moment about uh, possible movement on the Plainmore lease. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's, that's obviously people are waiting for... The, the deal hasn't gone through yet, has it? No, I mean, the deal hasn't been signed off by the... You know, the, these, these take a bit like the Football League. If somebody buys a club, the Football League have to sort of, you know, you're a fit and proper person, isn't it? And, and, yeah. and then they say, yeah, carry on. Uh, even at Leeds United, um, um, uh, where I see, by the way, he sold half his stake, isn't yeah, he, to, he has, uh, to yeah. somebody else? I can't think what, what his name is now. Anyway, um, that hasn't happened yet. I mean, it's not expected to happen. I don't think for another week or ten days. So, mm-hmm. Forest Green, um, Forest Green uh, Gaming International have bought Torquay United. Um, uh, the deal is done with the club, but they haven't had the go-ahead from the National League yet. So, you can sort of understand them holding fire a little bit until yeah. that happens. I know that they want to get in and, and, and get started, but I, I think you know this is their first venture into football ownership, and I think they're sort of trying to play it by the book. Um, but um, we did hear this week that uh, the Plainmore lease, yeah. which the club have, which isn't up any time soon, um, is potentially up for discussion at a council yeah, policy and strategy meeting. It's on the agenda for a meeting That's right. next week. Well, I think, that from what I understand, the council has received no approach from Talk United and no, you know, but I think they've decided to put it on a potential agenda for these two meetings and sort of say to United, look, do you want us to talk yeah. about this? If nothing else, it opens the debate. It opens it? the debate. Um, now, immediately, uh, um, you know, some parties are sounding the alarm bells, you know, etc., etc., etc. I've, you know, we'll see what the, the council, are, 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 you know, they hold all the reins here. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're the they're the owners of the land, effectively. They're the landlords. They can say yes or no. Um, uh, the supporters' trust have also got uh, um, a, a community asset. Um, uh, um, bond on yeah. it, which means that should the council sell the ground at any time, uh, the community has to be involved and people from the community have to be given a chance to bid for the ground. Um, uh, and obviously we are looking at a potential and maybe future move for the club to a new stadium and that involves the yeah. future of, of, of playing more. I, I've got, obviously, a lot of people have been sort of, you know, throwing their toys out of the pram over this and, and they may or may not be right to do it. The thing that the way I look at it is, and I've been going to Playmore since 1964 was the first time I ever walked in the place, and I'd be more than happy for United never to leave. But Gaming International and Clark Osborne, the, 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 the boss, has not made, has, they've never made any you know, secret of the fact that, that, that 
a move to a new, not just a new stadium, but a whole new stadium complex yeah. with lots of other facilities thrown in is part of their vision for the future of the club. Now, are we saying that Torquay United must never and can never move from playing more to play anywhere else? The answer to that question is probably no. Of course, Torquay United must have an ability and may well at some stage move it, as many other great old clubs have over the years. Secondly, if that's going to happen at some stage in the future, will the council be doing the building it? Answer, yes. no. They haven't got any money. Second, in that thing, then any project like that must be done by a private company. Now, are you going to get a development like that with a private company where the private company never stands any money, any chance of making any money out of it? No, of course you're not. You have to be pragmatic about it. You have to be pragmatic about it. Now, the the plus thing for me about Gaming International's situation is that by buying Talk United, okay, they bought themselves a chance to maybe be players in all of this, but it's also given everybody else to watch them like a hawk, hold them to account, and see whether they make a success of running Talk United. If they don't make a success of running Talk United and they do the other thing with them, what chance have they got of the council, the bay, the electorate, whatever, getting behind them in a new project to build an all-singing, all-dancing sports complex? Well, it ain't going to be improved, is it? No. On that bombshell, we've got two home games coming up over the next few days, or next week or so. Um, Boreham Wood at Playmore on Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. And then Woking the following Saturday. Yeah, rearranged game. So three o'clock. Yeah, uh, and, and two very big games. They are, they are, especially after what's happened in the last few matches. United, I think they've only lost once in seven actually in the league now. So things yeah. have picked up now. This is a big, big chance for them to push on. They isn't it? They've got themselves to thirty points. Yeah, and and you know they really, you know, you imagine what four. Six points might do yeah. for them in the next in the next couple of games. Big stuff. And if there aren't five goals in the first half on Saturday, you can all ask for your money back. No, uh, no you can't. No, <laughs> obviously, you can't. We'll see you there. Three o'clock on Saturday. Talkie against Boreham Wood. Come on, you yellows. <laughs>